0: Today, Matthew Crawford here, wrapping up this series on seeks research into what candidates really want, with a look at women in the workforce. And if you haven't already listened to the rest of the series, let me make a quick pitch for your time. The research is done. 6,000 potential candidates have spoken their minds, and SEEK has collated the findings. So why not check the podcast feed for our episodes on diversity, on men, and on millennials. All right, so let's get started with women.
1: So I'm Chris Skipper-Conway, and I'm the CEO of GMT People and the chairperson for Victorian ICT for Women.
0: GMT People specialises in IT recruitment with a special focus on diversity in the workplace. And quoting Vic ICT for Women, they're the professional organisation that's putting a rocket up the industry and creating epic pathways for women in tech leadership. Chris? My passion
1: for gender diversity comes because I have seen so many women lose opportunities because they probably haven't had the background or to step up or they haven't been encouraged enough to step up. They haven't seen enough role models in the industry to step up. And worse still, employers don't encourage them to step up. So I feel in IT there is such a divide between the men and women that are coming through my doors and every other IT area within the industry, and particularly here in Australia, that we really need to do something about it. The US have been doing a lot in that space and have started a long, long time ago. And I saw that in my work when I was working in the US. In Australia, we're far behind. In the UK, they aren't very well ahead either. So in Australia, just by making sure you find the potential in women and understand what the opportunity is of putting women into roles that you will be able to actually increase the profitability of organisations. You might ask me why. Women make up more than 50% of our population. So therefore, that's where a lot of the needs of What's needed, what consumers are looking for, what clients are looking for, what customers are looking for is coming from. So if we don't give them the opportunity to actually be a voice within our organisations, we're losing on profitability. And the percentages there are largely about 15% uplift in your net profit.
0: And you've, you've got the stats on the paper right I there. I have
1: got the stats on the paper. The, the stats in the US are slightly lower, while Australia and the UK are higher. And that's because we haven't done the work.
0: So what does that mean? There's more of a profit uplift potential in Australia and the UK than the USA because we're just further behind on this yep. issue. Yep.
1: We are further behind because we just play lip service to it. There is so much talk going on about gender diversity that most women are over it. When you look at where the reporting is on gender diversity, if they are reporting to their boards or their CEO, they're talking generally. So when you start to dive down into the divisions, you can find where the most opportunities for increasing your effectiveness, profitability, and understanding what your consumer wants, you can do that by targeting those areas. But if you're not measuring it, How are you supposed to make the change? How do you know where to make the change? Are we just going to blindly keep doing what we're doing, talking? Don't sit with earphones covering your ears, with blinkers on your eyes. Just look at the percentage of women in the country and realise where your consumers are and then decide what you want for your consumers, for your stakeholders, and understand what you need to do. But you need to do it at the CEO level, at the board level. And whether you like it or not, ladies, we're going to have to be a statistic. Because unless we can actually measure the move in the percentages, we'll be where we were 10 years ago. And we haven't shifted the needle at all.
0: Wow, so much work still to be done in Australia to keep us competitive and to maximise our profit, as Chris says. That 15% uplift she mentioned comes from a study by McKinsey and Company, you can find that online, and Chris told me some ideas that any organisation can put into effect right now. Give women the confidence to apply for jobs, even if they think they might not currently meet all the criteria. And while men are very good at sponsoring men in the organisation, they need to sponsor women as well. And women need to get better at giving that sponsorship. So what's a workplace where some of that's happening now? Let's bring in the leader at SEEK.
2: So my name's Nicole Brolin, and I'm the Australian New Zealand Product Director.
0: Okay, Nicole. So what does your role involve at SEEK, and what path took you to that?
2: So my current role involves at SEEK essentially being responsible for all of the products. So everything from the way candidates are searching to find that next job and the way hirers are putting their ads on site and then managing those applicants that they receive. In terms of how I got there, my background, I've actually been at SEEK for 12 and a half years. Um, and so I came up through the ranks through, I actually started in customer service. So I worked in customer service and then had various roles in sales and then in the product department.
0: And when you look back at your career and maybe situations that you've been in, or maybe even situations that you've seen on the outside, what kinds of situations have you seen where things have been working well for women in that workforce?
2: To be honest, where things work well, and it sounds simplistic, it's actually where women don't feel any different because of their gender. That's kind of the ideal of where you want to get to. I think where I've seen that work well is when you're in teams or in departments where the conversations are quite inclusive where differing opinions and different styles are kind of recognised and respected. Um, I've been quite fortunate enough to be in that position and I think when you're in that position, you essentially kind of feel like you're in the circle of trust, which means you kind of feel like you can be who the best version of yourself and that people are really respecting that. Things like I was a part of the FAST program as well, which was another great initiative that SEEK did, which was essentially around taking female talent And basically giving them an executive sponsor for a year. So I think between those two, they're probably the two initiatives that have meant a lot to me over my time.
0: And and what more specifically, I suppose, you mentioned a mentorship Mm. program. What kinds of things can employers do to create that mentorship program, but then also deliver it? Because that's Mm. the other half, isn't it? (laughs) That's the important half. It's very important. So, So what can they do to make that work?
2: The mentorship, I think, is really interesting because it sends a signal. It sends a signal that the business is actually taking this seriously and they're actually committed to it, which I think is a lovely signal to be sending. You know, in terms of how we did it at SEEK, it was basically around getting our executive team on board and then essentially pulling a program into place where females were nominated. And from there, They worked with the executives one-on-one, which was amazing. And everyone got various different things out of it because all of those relationships were different. Um, And then we also brought in speakers to talk about resilience and grit and even things like structured thinking. So skills that we thought were going to be important to that group.
0: What do you mean by grit?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Grit. Basically how to persevere. Hmm. So it's a lot around how to see through it all and see what's important and kind of keep chipping away at things. They particularly talk a lot about it as you start to get more senior and more things fall onto your plate, basically around how do you manage all of that effectively.
0: And Nicole told me she feels really blessed that she's been shown trust. And she says it's a solid investment for a company to make because in return, she puts in hard work with a real sense of pride and ownership. So how to get that same return for your organisation? You're going to want to attract great female candidates.
3: Hi again. I'm Caroline North. I'm research manager at SEEK.
0: So in laws of attraction, what does this research tell us about what's important about attracting female candidates?
3: So like men, salary um, and compensation is still the number one driver. However, work life balance is their number two driver. Again, like men but it's significantly more important. For example location of the job is a more significant driver for women than men as is culture of the organization and location of the job is quite a facilitator for getting work-life balance so if your job is located near your home if your job is easy to park at if your job is located to other shops or services that you can utilize during your lunch hour
0: perhaps schools
3: schools these are all things that um are going to help facilitate a more fluid and easy functioning work and life balance.
0: And, and what else do we see when we're looking at what's important to women?
3: There's really quite a lot actually that stands out for women. Women are, in terms of work-life balance, basically every element for a woman is significantly more important. So when you look down into that detail, they're significantly more likely to say it's a must have or they'd be delighted if they had compensation for overtime, if they had flexible working hours, if they had um, part-time work. If they could work remotely, Um, basically every element of work-life balance, other than overseas or interstate work, which Ah, (laughs) not surprisingly, which we is something that is categorised as work-life balance, because of course for some people that would be very desirable in terms of having work and life balancing. Now within the portal, there's the opportunity to really drill down into some detail. So senior women or entry-level graduate women might have different nuances and different details within this but when we are looking at this group of you know women collectively the one theme that consistently comes out no matter what level you are for example is work-life balance it's it's really across everything
0: okay and as we look further down the list of other attractors anything else that stands out for women
3: Yep. Uh, So company reputation is an interesting area. So specifically within company reputation, women are looking for established role models. So they're significantly more likely to say that it's a must have, or they'd be delighted if there were senior females within the organisation. So having those role models within your organisation And being able to talk about them and hero them and their career journey and how they're supported and how they facilitate their work-life balance as a role model to attracting other women into your organisation is very important.
0: And how compelling is that? SEEK's research really backs up what Chris and Nicole were saying. Nicole reckons mentorship was important in her development as a leader, and Chris says we need to move beyond paying lip service to gender equality and measure female representation at every level in our organisations, and that women need to be better at sponsoring women. So if your organisation is moving in the right direction, then SEEK's research shows you'll be more attractive to the female candidates you need. And if this is still not enough for you, then let me remind you again, insightsresources.seek.com.au slash laws of attraction. That is where you can take in the full wealth of data that SEEK has collected. Well, looking at this current round of research into laws of attraction, what what do you think employers can do right now, tomorrow, today, (laughs) to get positive results for their organization? What can they do?
3: First of all, review what they are currently doing. If you're attracting people into your organisation, you've got to be delivering on that as a truth, otherwise they are going to quickly walk in and walk straight out of your company when they realise you're not actually delivering on it. The big area of opportunity would be work-life balance, really focusing on what you're doing and how you're communicating, what you do in the area of work-life balance to attract candidates into your organisation.
0: And thank you, Caroline North, Research Manager at SEEK. Also, Chris Skipper-Conway, CEO of GMT People and Chairperson of Victorian ICT for Women. And thank you, Nicole Brolin, Australian and New Zealand Product Director at SEEK. And that is a wrap. Don't forget to check our podcast feed for the other episodes in this series on Laws of Attraction. Matthew Crawford here, and I'll catch you next time.